Well, welcome back to another episode of Living the Abundant Way podcast. This is a place for all women to feel empowered, to find hope and joy in the everyday life, to be a part of a community of women just like you in pursuit for their purpose, calling, inspiration, and creativity, to feel heard and seen and know no matter the hard days, no matter the battle you were in, you are loved and divinely intended on this earth. 60% of our generation is seeking spiritual guidance and I've seen in my own life the spirit guide me and anoint my mouth with edification and encouragement for others. I'm excited to share with you more in the prophetic, the power of being spirit led to revive those dry places and see the women in this area come back to life. Women who are seeking their dreams and knowing that they were created for more than just getting through the everyday. I'm going to be bringing you educational episodes on how we as women need balance, organization, and structure to grow our capacity as homemakers, entrepreneurs, and mothers. Wherever you are on the journey, there is so much gold inside you. And whether it's just taking that courage to step out into it, awakening the gifts that are inside you, or learning to manage and balance more so you can step into all without lacking anything. I want to see the entrepreneur and working mother able to flourish in all her dreams, her calling and her career while feeling present in the home and able to balance both. I want to see women discover more practical ways to save time, save money and increase rest. If we've learned anything in the last two years, it's rest, family, health and your purpose. May these episodes educate, support, empower, inspire, and lift your eyes to see what's possible, that you may know you can live the limitless life and achieve your wildest dreams. I hope you enjoy today's episode and I cannot wait to hear from you. Please send me a DM over at Living the Abundant Way anytime you feel inspired. If you have a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review, that would be so incredible. Well, welcome back to Living the Abundant Way podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. It's a solo episode. I haven't done a solo episode in so long, but I'm going to be doing a few more. So stay tuned. This is a bit of a life update and some travel hacks and tips. I know now that, you know, we're well and truly into um a world where there is a lot less restrictions and everyone is like planning trips to the USA or Bali or in our case, Europe. We were like one of the first people to go to Europe and I've just seen such an increase. I mean, to the point where they were producing something like 500 passports a day after we got to Europe. So anyway, a little bit of a life update from me last, um, solo um, episode that came out was actually at in um, May um, when I relaunched the podcast Living the Abundant Way and it was a real deep dive into the truth um, behind um, my marriage and where it was up until May. So if you're just tuning into the podcast and um, you haven't yet listened to that episode, go back to season two, episode one. Um, And I get a bit raw, real and vulnerable about my marriage. But that was in May. And um, not long after, literally only a couple of weeks later, we actually 
felt a very strong pull to go to Europe. So, yeah, we literally ended up packing up our Airbnb of five months, which honestly served us so beautifully. It was the most simple, plain, everyday apartment. It was the apartment um, that I did all the groundwork for launching my course, The Home Detox Project. And you can go and find my new Instagram over at The Home Detox Project. I'm sharing even more of all my um, hacks and tricks cost-saving hacks in the kitchen, ways to get more organized, cleaning rosters, meal planning, um, how to use a pantry top-up list, seeing the resources that I've created, um, students' testimonies. And of course, we are launching um, round two, the middle of October. So if you've been following along my journey and you're just super ready to go next level with your home, it's not a food blog, it's not a smoothie bowl, it's literally a home transformation an upskilling and a legacy leaving course. So it's real in depth. It's to come back to the plumb line. It's to come back from swinging either really far to the left or really far to the right. So often we swing so far to the left, we repel anything to do with the home. We focus so deeply on our career or our hobbies, and we almost are so anti the home. Um, We can even tip into a place where possibly even we mock the homemaker or mock the mum that stays at home and makes scones and, um, you know, homeschools. And then we can also swing so far the other way where we're so deep into motherhood, so deep into being um, a homemaker that it can over-consume us and that's all we do every second of the day. And often our tank can be empty. We don't do things that bring us joy, like see our friends. Um, There's other hobbies or businesses in our heart um, or ministries and we can get so bogged down in the day-to-day housework and cooking but also never feel like we ever take ground, constantly overwhelmed and stressed and even can project um, that frustration on the ones that we live with. So I really want to come back to the center and really find a beautiful um, balance and unity between the two. Find time for you, mama, um, homemaker, business owner, um, ministry woman, so that all areas of your life are thriving um, and healthy. So that's a little bit about the round two of my course launching. But what I really want to share with you guys um, is some really easy and um effective ways that we traveled with a toddler. So many people literally thought we were crazy to even leave Sydney on June 22nd with a carload of stuff and the rest of our house in storage. And they're like, we still can't believe you're hitting the road with like a, it was like a 14 month old baby. And I just remember feeling like, wow, people really speak stuff over you. Um, There was so much doubt. Um, There was so much, um, sense of people thinking we were irresponsible and you know what yeah it was so hard yeah it was challenging yeah it was unconventional but the reality is it was like one of the hardest most stretching healing um renewing seasons of my life I truly went on a journey 
um, of realizing how much unforgiveness I had towards my husband from my postpartum. It was a journey of realizing I found so much comfort and my identity in where I live um, and the security of always having a home. Um, I realized how much I found security in possessions and objects. And when you strip all of that away, you truly get left with literally our car, which guess what? That actually ended up breaking down when we got home from Europe. And it was just another part of the layer of stripping everything back, bringing us into full humility, (laughs) being so humbled. Um, and yeah, he also, my husband also lost my suitcase when we were overseas temporarily for three hours and my son also smashed my laptop. So I literally came home and I was like, whoa, everything's just stripped away. But all of that to say is you learn so much about yourself when you travel, whether it's, um, a three week, three week vacation with a baby, whether it's an overseas trip, whether it's a road trip like we did um, for well, over a year and 15 months to be exact, but we were technically on the road from um, June till February. So, yeah, a very long time um, that we were house-sitting and um, going between temporary accommodation. And then, yeah, February, we landed a five-month Airbnb, which was like the blessing of all blessings because it followed after um, us all getting COVID. It was a big season of rest. And then out of that birthed an incredible marriage. I partook in a prophetic course. I had um, my second business coach who assisted me in launching the Home Detox Project. Um, I did a a parenting course with um, Amy Cox and it was just these revolutionary five months for me. It was so deep dive and there was so much healing that by the time I actually got to Europe, I was like, wow, this is the next level. Like going overseas with a full-blown running toddler was next freaking level. So Yeah, I'm going to tell you some of the tips that we did, which were very practical, and then also a bunch of them were also so good for um, actually upkeeping our immune system and our health. You know, there was so much news about monkeypox going around and more waves of COVID and all this stuff. Honestly, we never got sick once. We were so fine. Um, And, yeah, I'm going to share with you my tips and also the two things that I wasn't prepared for when I went to Europe that I really really now regret and I am unbelievably grateful for now coming home but so number one I took all my supplements with me all in containers and I was very diligent in taking them every day particularly um, on all the transportations that we were a part of trains and planes Um, I also took my fave immunity boosting superfood drink um, it's a red drink made out of wolf berries and I have them in sachets. And I literally took 60 of these sachets, like it was next level. And I would have one a day with my family. My son loves it. It's packed with antioxidants and has done so many clinical trials to increase sleep and reduce inflammation. So you can reach out to me if you want to know more about that. Um, I took Eco food storage containers to package up all our lunches. And um, I also got a cooler bag to travel in the car with all our food as we are moving locations. That was a game changer. Um, And I meal prepped just like I would at home. If you don't know much about meal prepping, definitely jump over to the Home Detox Project. I'm going to be talking a lot more about it. 
Um, but pre-prepared meals on the run and in the car um, and going places was vital for um, keeping the cost down. As you can imagine, we're in Europe for literally, what, eight to nine weeks. We had to be smart. We couldn't eat out every meal, you know, three to four times a day. Like you actually can't afford it. It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend bringing some storage containers and a cooler bag. Um I also got frozen bricks that I could put in a larger cooler bag um, that I got from one of the really big like um, supermarkets and I always had chopped fruit and sandwiches in that as well. Um, I took all my own low-tox laundry liquid. I, I really get affected by the chemicals and the scents, the fragrance in washing powders and um, I basically maintained the same low-tox lifestyle overseas that I would at home. So that was massive for me. And, yeah, I just literally would wash all our clothes everywhere we went because we always had Airbnbs. Very rarely we stayed in hotels. And if it was, it was very temporary. So like a night or two and we were out of there. You could not survive with a toddler in a hotel. You Even Airbnbs were tiny and we were struggling with that, let alone a hotel. <laughs> so definitely a no-go for the hotels. Um, we need washing machines, we need fridges, we need areas to prepare, we need kitchens. It was just, yeah, it worked so well for us. Um, I also had fabric shopping bags so I could go into the markets and get groceries um, I also packed a bunch of healthy snacks to take with me for the aeroplanes there and back um, and also for road trips. And then I found um, incredible healthy stores along the way to keep supplies high. But I got things like beef jerky, healthy bars, seaweed, um, really good crackers, muesli bars, all that sort of stuff. That was just so helpful. I always take a little container of my own high-quality salt. So often the salt now is in all those little sachets because of the pandemic. That is um, highly processed refined salt. So you want to get unrefined salt where possible and you just have a little container in your handbag and I would take it for picnics and restaurants and cafes and with me and all of our Airbnbs and it was literally a game changer. Also, add a pinch to your water bottles because you're sweating so much if you're going overseas in summer and the humidity can be very high depending on where you go, you're um, more easily able to get dehydrated and you'll probably be drinking more water, but you can end up flooding out um, all the minerals and electrolytes. So having salt is actually one of the most healthy things that you can do, even though it's against what maybe the Heart Foundation would speak. And everyone says, if you have salt, we're going to get kidney failure. It's one of the biggest myths. Actually not having salt could be super unhealthy. And I actually sent out um, a really cool email to my community about this because so many people don't know about it. So that's a very good tip for when you're traveling and even just everyday life at home. Also, I love to bring like a box of really nice tea bags. So when you go to different places, you can just have a nice cup of tea. It's so hard to source the tea that you want. You end up having to buy massive boxes. If you just bring some of your own tea bags, you'll just find it's such a nice self-care treat at the end of the night. Um, and we also, you could also take a flask um, or an AeroPress coffee or even your own instant coffee. It will cut down on prices so much. 
um, and keep you caffeinated on the road. Buying coffee out every single day gets very expensive. Luckily, a lot of our Airbnbs did have like the Nespresso style machine. So that helped so much. Um, And as soon as we arrived into Europe, we bought the basics. So olive oil, dried herbs, chutneys, different things to flavor food and make it tasty. And then we always carried that everywhere we went in a bag. I've actually brought home um, some of the dried herbs, wanted to bring home the olive oil, but I was just too scared it would leak and actually ended up leaving it at my friend's house in the Netherlands, but it was from Italy. So it's like crushing me that we left it. Um, We took two really incredible, lightweight, easy, um, one of those beach towels that like dries super fast and like the sand doesn't stick and we took that to parks picnics everywhere we went and that was just a game changer for us to pull over on the side of the road pull out these really easy clean towels um and yeah sit down and just have a picnic lunch on the side of the road um and then we were at some beach locations and all the airbnbs give you bath towels they actually don't end up giving you beach towels a lot of the time so that's more a resort thing So that was something I was also really glad that we had. Um, Also take some reusable cutlery with you or buy it when you get there. Um, I end up buying a bag of um, reusable, like the wooden ones that could recycle really well. We use them so much on the road, plus napkins. um, All these little things just make the whole road tripping, um, moving between a lot of places very effective with a toddler. I also always had um, a low-tox hand sanitizer with me and like a little low-tox spray um, for public places, bathrooms, parks, playgrounds, the plane, public transport. It was so helpful just to be able to like clean a surface on the run. Like my kid would always have snacks out, like just so many little things. You can reach out to me if you want to know more about that too. Um, I always take essential oils with me when I travel, like literally need it can't live without it. So I had one for airways and throat, which I applied on every single flight, public transport. Anytime I felt those little tickle coming on, lavender was amazing for sleep and relaxation. Peppermint was amazing for like ouchies, tummy aches, headaches, um, you know, little bites, whatever like that. There was one that I had for muscles, which was amazing as well for like your neck and your swollen feet on the plane. And another one, which is like a wellness oil, I use that on the bottom of my feet. I put on my clothes, so I'm breathing that in everywhere I'm going, particularly on planes and trains and new environments. I had um, quite a few different ones for like calming and relaxation um, and relaxing my child. And then I had another one specifically just for sleep. Um, So that was just some of the very basic ones I used on the go, which I found so helpful, but there's always a bunch more. We always had the obvious things like wipes. We had to buy a travel pram. We had a spare baby bottle. We had spare blankies. So I had muslin cloths that I would hang up on the airplane to create darkness and a cozy feel. I had them all over the pram when we'd sleep in random places You know, I took lots of clothes for the plane, his pajamas. Everything was like normal changing of clothes routine. Um, You know, luckily his clothes are small, so it was like super easy and practical. Okay, and one of my other very, very, very good tips is actually packing like a smaller bag that you can use for night stays. 
So particularly for us where we were driving in the car for nearly, yeah, three quarters of the trip, so like seven weeks, we had a car. So I didn't want to take everything out of the car for a one or two night stay. So before we'd go to that next two night stay, I would pack all of our bags, but I would separate all the clothes we were going to wear for all of us and, you know, the sound machine for my son, his bottle, our toiletries into a smaller bag. So when we got there, we could grab the overnight bag and leave everything else in the car. It helped us so much because we only had to then take out um, like a handbag, the food bags and the overnight bag. And I actually, and my mom did the same thing when she came. So I got mostly my James's and my son's stuff all in my bag. And then my mom just packed a little bag for her. Um, And if we felt we had time, we would even have like a separate dirty clothes bag. And if we wanted to, we would quickly just do a load of washing at our one night stay and then just put it back in the same bag it was in and then put in the car. And then when we got to the next place, we'd repack it all into our suitcases if it was a longer stay. That was a game changer for us. Um, So there were some places like Rome, Paris um, and the islands of Italy where we actually couldn't take our car in because there's um, the um, emissions laws. So we'd have to park our car in a car park and get Ubers or trains in. So we had to separate everything that we wanted just for that time we were in that city or on that island and get the right clothes um, for what type of stay that was. So we had to actually do that obviously three times and even those stays were actually quite long like they were a week but we still had to separate everything and leave all the other stuff in the car because going on public transport particularly through major cities like Rome and Paris is hectic with a pram and all your suitcases like it's actually unattainable um so my country road duffel bag was next level helpful um and the biggest game changer so yeah there's some of my really really helpful travel tips um and the finally the two things that just absolutely took me by surprise and I was not expecting to find so much resistance with and so much um discomfort was I didn't take blackout blinds so I really really wish now that I took blackout blinds for all the windows and airbnbs in Europe particularly or parts of America or parts of um, very much so in parts of Northern Europe, so Scandinavia, it doesn't get dark till like 10.30 at night. So we literally didn't, um, we literally didn't barely get any sleep because we were literally up so late with my son because he wouldn't go to bed because he'd look outside and be like, oh, my gosh, it's the sun's still up. Like, are you crazy? I'm not going to bed. So all the blinds were absolutely pathetic. They did not cover out the light. They were so stressful. So that was my one thing and my biggest, biggest tip. If you have little kids and you're doing Airbnbs, take blackout blinds. Take so many of them because if you're not getting any downtime at the nighttime and you're up all night with your kids and then they're up at 6 a.m. and you're on the go all day with them. And for us, when my son would sleep in the pram, we'd go to art galleries, museums and do all the things that he did not want to do. 
So we didn't actually get to rest when he was sleeping. We had to actually make the most of it and go and do all of those very educational um, tourist things because then when he was awake, he wanted to be at the beach or playing or do something totally different. So, yeah, that was one really big thing that I really regretted and was not prepared for. And when we left in May, my son was literally going to bed at 7 o'clock every night. We had the most beautiful routine. I was able to work at night times. I was able to run calls and meetings. I was prepping my course. I was doing so many things. I was, like, relaxing. And then it all changed when I went overseas. And then we had the worst jet lag when we got back. It literally took, like, a month. So we had a horrible then time out of routine and it's now September and I'm still trying to get him back into that routine that we had um, beautifully in May. Now he has grown up a lot, you know, he's two and a half now. He's way more sassy and defiant um, and he's probably dropping his day nap. So all of those to, to be considered, he's adapting so well into our new home. We are so excited. It was so worth the wait. Um, But yes, I'm just so pumped um, that we can get back into a beautiful routine and have dark, normal nights. (laughs) So definitely take your block out blinds. And then the second thing we we weren't prepared for, like my husband did such a good job of mapping out all the car rides, um, how many hours it would take between each place, booking the Airbnbs all before we went, mapping out like based on nap time. So like, you know, two, three hours in the car plus um, another maybe hour or two with snacks and entertainment so we could really stretch it out Um, but we were just never fully prepared for the fact that Europe particularly um, like Italy um, France had and that's where we spent most of our time had no grass and no parks and my son was so annoyed he was not himself he didn't feel good his mood was so different. And as soon as we got to Austria, oh, my gosh, he saw the mountains and the nature. He literally went, oh, mama, wow. And his whole face melted because he was back in nature. He saw this big, beautiful park in one of my now new favourite towns in the whole world on the lake, and it's stunning in summer or winter. Austria just took my breath away. It was just divine. There was just two places that really stood out. It was this town in Austria and one of the islands of Italy called Ischia, and it was just breathtaking. And every then moment after that for the rest of the trip, because then we went into Switzerland and then the Netherlands, he was in heaven because it was all nature and grass and mountains and land and he was so happy but all of mostly France he very much struggled and Italy wasn't until we got to the beach um and even their beaches are pebbles so it was very different for him and it hurt his feet um he was just to be honest at times really miserable so we needed to be a lot more strategic with like playgrounds and nature Um, But it was just so hard being in the city. But that was probably one thing we really regretted not planning better um, on with all the effort that my husband put in and all the route that he planned. Um, So, yeah, I hope that really helped you guys. I found it super helpful once I was reflecting and seeing all the tips and tricks and all the things that we did, how it was possible to travel literally plane, car, trains, 
through what five countries with a toddler, my mum coming, my mum going. Like I worked two businesses on the road. My husband was um, keeping an eye on his two businesses on the road. And it was just like full on at times. It was definitely very, very full on, but we fully made it work and it was fun and so many beautiful memories with my family. The opportunity to be able to travel while we weren't paying rent back in Australia was like next to none. Like when does most people just not be paying rent? So it was a very incredible opportunity for us and it it really made the whole 15 months such a journey. I came back and it was full on with the jet lag. Um, it would have been so much better, I know, if we came straight back to like our own home, like most people. But of course, we were like in Airbnbs again. We did land one for six weeks, which I was so grateful for. Um, and that entire six weeks, it took us overcoming jet lag. My son was literally awake at like 1 a.m., 3 a.m. And um, the problem was is that we came in at nighttime and I did get him to sleep but and I transferred him to a hotel really close to the airport. But he um, he woke up and he woke up at like 3 or 4 a.m. and then he was awake for so long. And then um, by the time he wanted to go back to sleep, it was morning. And we actually had to check out of that hotel in Brisbane and get down to the Gold Coast. We all had to get on a bus together. And then he fell asleep in the morning on the way down. And then I went to a conference in Sydney for three days. And then um, my husband just wasn't strict enough. And he just started waking up at 1 a.m. And that lasted for literally like two to three weeks. And then we got to 4 a.m. And then we finally got to 6 a.m. And now we're between like 6 and 6.30 um, a.m., finally back to normal. But that was also something that was super hard, was just adjusting. So now looking back, I'm like, okay, we need to be way more strict, have a way better system, really know what we're doing when we come home. But, yeah, flying um, over certain hemispheres, particularly the, the route that we came from, Europe to Asia to oh, I was a Europe to Dubai to here um and the other thing I would 100% do next time is do a three-day stopover halfway which would be in um Dubai um so yeah because then you can recalibrate and then go into Sydney doing it all in one go for toddler that was just hectic but purely for price um we just had to push through and I had this conference to get home to so yeah, it was just wild. Um, but I'm so excited. Please DM me if you have any other questions. I would love to hear what trip you're going on. Um, I'd love to hear what tips worked for you. Um, if you have someone that you know that's going overseas with a toddler, or I know so many people are taking their babies overseas to see their families for the first time in years, all that sort of stuff, or even under really grieving situations like grandparents passing and stuff and they've just got to get on the plane and go. I've had lots of people DMing, asking me questions, asking for top tips, um, but I just thought this really quick snappy podcast would be really, really helpful. So anyway, it was a little life update for me, some travel hacks. I'm definitely going to have some more solo episodes coming soon, um, and we've got um, another really 
um, very helpful podcast episode coming up next with Marika Rodestein, and she's going to talk us all through. She's an incredible um, GAPS dietitian and integrative dietitian, and she's going to be teach us the real truth around antibiotics, the effect of antibiotics on our children's gut, recovering from multiple rounds of antibiotics, and really the questions we can be asking GPs before actually going and filling out that script for antibiotics because there's actually a lot more that we can educate ourselves with. And if we can avoid antibiotics ever, we want to take that option um, because it does blow up all the bad stuff, but it also blows up all the good stuff. So yeah, um, stay tuned, guys. I'm really excited. We've got another podcast coming up on dream interpretation. I've never met more people ever that have had their dreams being stirred up and, um, yeah, Millie's fantastic and she's very, very, um, really graced for dream interpretation. I've done courses and books and it's so important to avoid Googling like numbers and um, symbols of your dreams because you can end up coming across some pretty dark, crazy stuff um, where she really brings the light and purity to it and really helps you know how to break it down. So very, very, very cool. Um, And of course, another podcast with an incredible woman who mentors young teenage girls. And I've got some really um, good questions to ask her that also can be a tool for young girls to listen to the podcast themselves around identity and shame and pressure to have sex and peer pressure at school and having good values and standing up for yourself and all of these different things that children, uh, young adults or young teenagers are now navigating, which was so different to me who was born in the 90s. So stay tuned to all of that. Some incredible episodes coming up. But until next time, have the most beautiful, blessed day. And I can't wait to be in your ears again next week. Bye. Thanks for being here for another episode on Living the Abundant Way. I hope you are leaving a little more empowered, lighter and inspired to create a small step of change for a more wholesome life that you're wildly capable of being a homemaker, wife, mother and entrepreneur. I pray this episode leaves a little nugget in your heart and I would love to hear from you. Like I genuinely mean I'm the testimony queen. Testimonies reveal that it can be done again. I'm also here to listen and support you in life's journeys. And if you have a moment, could you please subscribe and leave a review? It would mean the world to me. Now, don't forget to claim your bonus home transformation breakthrough call with me. During our complimentary time together, I can take a deeper look at the missing links that are causing you stress around your home. See the link in the show notes and I can't wait to chat with you.